Diverge Reality Sports Talk Podcast, brought to you by Anchor. Episode 6, Before the Ring, featuring head coach Lakeem Holmes and assistant coach Sean Andrews of the Class 4A State Championship LeGrand's Lady Gator basketball team. Diverge Reality Sports Talk. Giving y'all the real untold stories of collegiate athletes who didn't give up on their dreams while facing adversities and overcoming obstacles in the sports world. What up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Big C, a.k.a. DJ Sabon. Welcome back. Remember, y'all can follow me at CB4 underscore and comment on Twitter. It's your favorite athletic trainer, Kelly. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Coach underscore Kells, K-E-L-L-Z-Z. What's happening, everybody? It's Olin Cowan, Coach Cowan2 on Twitter. Follow me. On today's episode, y'all, we got two of the best basketball coaches in the state of Louisiana. We are honored by the presence of Coach Lakeem Holmes and Coach Sean Andrews of the state championship LeGrand's Lady Gator basketball team. Appreciate y'all for joining us today, fellas. No problem, man. No problem. You know, we, you know, got the rings and all that, so it's only right that we talk a little bit, you know? <laughs> Most definitely. Hey, man. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you for having us. All right, fellas. So, look, what we normally do to start off the show, we, uh, we have our guests talk a little bit about themselves. So, guys, give us a little intro, a little spill about yourself for the people. Coach Holmes here. I've been coaching at, Le- at LaGrange now going into my sixth year. Uh, I coach girls basketball and football. Uh, before then, I coached at FK White uh, for five years or six years. I've been coaching in total for about 12 years. All right, man, it's Coach Sean. Uh, Sean Andrews, I've been coaching for 12 years. Um, started off coaching at South High. Once I was in college and uh, once I graduated, I met Coach Holmes and uh, we started coaching. I was coaching him with him with our little AU team, Lady Chaos, and then from there went to FK White, and after that, man, you know, we're growing, and here we are now, state champs. All right, man, want to give y'all congratulations for winning that state championship. Big time. That's huge for the city of Lake Charles. Oh, my first question for you guys, you know, I know y'all personally. Talk about what got y'all into coaching initially. I can't really pinpoint when I decided I wanted to be a coach or anything like that or what got me into it. I remember that. Uh, I was at UL as a sophomore in Lafayette, and uh, my mom had ran into one of my old high school coaches at Walmart, and he said, yeah, man, Sean ever wanted to be a coach or anything like that? Uh, if you do, man, if you ever come back in town, just tell him to give me a holler whenever you graduate. Well, um, flash forward, I ended up moving back home and transferring to McNeese from UL. And uh, I ended up going by one of my high school's old practices, and my coach talked to me. He's like, hey, man, you know, you, you want to coach these freshmen? And I ended up, you know, coaching the freshmen a little bit in a little tournament. You know, we did well. And uh, after that, man, it's just what it was, man. I've been coaching ever since. Man, I've been coaching since, honestly, back in the day. Uh, 
before I was even given the title. Um, as a kid in the neighborhood, I was that kid who always used to organize, you know, whatever game we was playing, whatever sports we was getting into. So, like, uh, it was natural for me, you know, we schedule like fake practices and stuff like that to go play other neighborhoods. And then when um, fast forward, I got to McNeese. You know, I talked to the advisor I was walking on at McNeese, and you know, when you, you know, I actually wanted to be a teacher. Um, my aunt was a teacher, and you know, she was my inspiration to want to be a teacher. And when I, you know, I got to school, I told the advisor I wanted to teach. So as a person in football, you know, I'm guessing they're thinking dumb jock. He just want to be a coach. Mm-hmm. So they put me in H and HP. And I didn't complain because, you know, dumb jock, them classes was easier. So I ended up, you know, finishing up in Asian HP. And uh, my first coaching experience, and honestly, was um, during my student teaching year. I was student teaching at LaGrange, but I was coaching at Washington Marion uh, with Coach Harvey, helping out with the offensive line. And um, from there, I, uh, I had got a job back at home and I was about to coach at home. But I ended up coming back here and getting a job at FK White. And the rest was history. Cool. Now, as during y'all experience as coaches, what do y'all feel is y'all the biggest asset in being a successful coach? Um, things that I like to always harp on, man, is relationships. You always gotta have a great relationship with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they feel like you love them that run through a brick wall, man. You can't just have rules and not establish a relationship first, you know? And that don't mean be soft on them and all that stuff, man, but just show that you love them, man. Sometimes it's tough love, sometimes you gotta get in the ass, you know? Mm-hmm. And But you always gotta build them back up afterwards, you know? And tell them like, hey man, you know, it's, it's gonna be all right. But understand that, you know, I'm not compromising anything. I expect this from you, and I expect you to do it this way, but it's out of love. Because I, I really feel like, man, coaching and, and all that stuff, man, we trying to build these kids up and get them ready for the real world, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, all y'all can speak on it, it's the real world tough, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what we trying to teach them, man. Like, you're not gonna always get everything to go your way. If you don't do what you gotta do and go to work and grind, man, they'll cut your lights off. You know, mm-hmm. that's what my dad used to always tell me, like, if you ain't working, bro, you, you know, you ain't gonna eat. How you gonna keep a roof over your head if you ain't grinding? You know, so my main thing is like not compromising and keeping their relationship and letting them understand like this is why I'm not compromising because I want the best for you. So I'm going to push you to get to your best spot in life. The most important thing in coaching is to have talent. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) as long as your players can Scratch their knees while standing up. <laughs> Everything you will put in will work, as long as you have talent. If you if you have a six foot point guard and you have wings who block out the sun with their arms. Now on the serious, uh, just to piggyback off what he was saying, <laughs> just to piggyback off what he was saying, it's all about relationships, but not just relationship with your kids, but relationships with anybody who is involved in your program. Um, the people involved in your program is your, you know, your administration, your faculty, because you need those people. You need those people to support. And I'm not just talking about support as, you know, working the concession, but sometimes a good word from them will motivate your players to do the best they can do. You know, I'm a coach telling you did good, but if your math teacher say, hey, man, good bucket the other day, it's something different. And then, you know, community leaders, you know, uh, 
being able to go to Walmart and, you know, having good words, you know, all that stuff feeds into the success of a program. You know, when we made that state championship run, that's the biggest thing, man. Uh, we, we couldn't lose with the support of Lake Charles behind us. Everybody was behind us. I mean, man, to this day, we still get congratulated wherever they wherever we go. Um, so the relationship thing is, is, is key. Also, be unique with your relationship. And, you know, your relationship with every player or every person shouldn't be the same. You know, it should be based off what kind of experiences you have with that person. Also, what kind of person that is. Do I treat all my players the same? No, but I'll treat them all fairly. You know, athleticism, honestly, as big of a joke I made at the beginning, athleticism is not fair. It's not fair some kids are just naturally good at things. That doesn't mean you can't treat them, you know, as a human being with a certain kind of fairness. Now, you got to also find out what makes them tick, what make what motivates them. Some players, that getting in their face, telling them a couple of things hmm. might work. Some players, you talk to them like that, they'll shut down. Some players, just knowing that you're disappointed in them will make them you know, work harder than ever. So you got to find that uniqueness with each player. But the only way you find that is by creating relationships. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you know coaches get out there sometimes and it's just X's and O's. That's the furthest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can run the basic stuff. But as long as, you know, those kids are going to play their heart outs for you, that's what's really important. You know, X and O's may be like 20%. In our case, since we're such good coaches, it might be 30 40%. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, because we're X and O's that crap out you around here, man. Thanks. Better know who we are, Coach of the Year. There you go. All right, man. So, look, guys, uh, my question is talk about y'all's first exposure to sports, whether that was like, you know, growing up in the neighborhood out in the yard or whether that was, you know, maybe even something organized. But speak on y'all's first exposure to sports. Uh, yeah, man. Mine, I go back, man, to the OG, my pops, Craig Andrews. Uh, you know, always had us playing something, man. My sisters, my cousins, friends, what was at the house, man, we always playing something, whether it was basketball, baseball, soccer. Football, whatever, man, it's just always being active, you know, and always still as being a competitor, you know. Uh, one thing about me, man, anybody can tell you that know me personally, like, I take, anytime we compete, I take it personal. Like, I want to tell you, man, we in there hooping with the old men's sessions. If I lose, man, I'm throwing the uh, basketball. I don't care. Like, he throws like, the basketball man. a lot, too. Oh. Nah, nah, I will. <laughs> but, like, that's just, just how I am, man. Like, my pops taught me that, like, I don't ever let anybody get nothing over me, bro, so. You know, I'm always trying to win anything. And if I lose, I'm coming back at you again. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm one of the people that hate losing more than they love winning. So, you know, mm. like I that started when I was young, bro. Like I can't I can't remember when I wasn't competitive, you know. So, I, I mean, I got a little quick story, you know. I learned and I, I, hopefully the kids, you know, don't, don't. This is one of those do as I say, not as I do. But I remember I was playing like a basketball game in middle school and it was for like the little tournament championship or whatever. And we was playing and uh, we ended up losing the game. Well, you know, and Holmes, Holmes can speak on this whenever we hoops. I still do a little bit of this, but you know, we was losing the game by a few points. It was my fourth foul. And uh, we had the foul to stop the clock. So they ran a little play and it was a good little play where they threw it over our head for a layup. You know, I, I fouled the hell out of the dude that was shooting the layup. So I fouled out, 
You know what I'm saying? Well, when I filed out, you know, the fans cheering and all that stuff. And, you know, I might have, like, used some, some sign language with a certain finger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, like, you know, my mama tore my ass up. And uh, that's just, that just come from, like, being a competitor. Man, I hate losing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I learned. I got my ass whooped, you know? Man, before I even start my story, I can contest to everything what he says with his attitude when he be losing. I played a city league game with this dude, and he got ticked up in the, in the city league game. And I think, like, I think he told the ref, bro, he got us ticked up. And like we was like, bro, this is like the first year I knew him. I was like, man, why do we got this little hothead dude? This is a city league game, man. He he never wanted to come out the game. Uh it's bad enough we didn't have no coach, so he just stayed. He just stayed in the game. But nah, man, you gotta be like that. You gotta be hungry. Um, I had a, you know, my my start ain't really traditional. In New Orleans, you gotta play by size, and I, I never could meet the weight requirement. So, and my mama wouldn't let me play with the big kids. So at first, I couldn't even play tackle football really until I got to high school. Um, the middle school I went to, we played flag football. And I have like a Michael Jordan type store. I got cut the sixth grade year. Here we go. You know, and in that seventh grade year, they realized I was great, you oh, know. Shit. So they, uh, you know, I got picked up and it was all, you know, I, uh, a lot of my uh, sports tradition came from my high school. My uncle, when I got to New Orleans at four, he, man, he preached St. Aug to me. I went to the, old, the St. Aug games and um, my high school was, you know, it did a lot of firsts. We was the first. African American school to integrate the LHSA and all kind of other stuff, and um, when you get to the when as soon as you get on the, the school grounds, you know you're amongst greatness every day. You know I'm, you're being coached by you're not just being coached, but you're being taught by black males. You know what I'm saying, and and and, and, and it was a certain pride. It's, you know, it wasn't no niggas there. It was true black males, and um. When you're being corrected by black males on how you should stand, how you should walk, how you should hold your head, it it spills into and this is this in the classroom. It's not even on in sports, you know. It spills into your everyday life, you know. They'll tell you anybody you meet from saying, "Oh, we got a certain type of swag with us," and and people think it's arrogance, and it might be a little arrogance. It might be, but you know, when I was coming up, all black private school. We didn't lose the public schools. It is what it is. We was always like, we was, we was too disciplined for that. We were just as fast as you, but we was more disciplined than you. We didn't lose, and in, in the league we played in was a pre- predominantly white league, the Catholic League. We didn't lose to them neither. Because we was always so like, hey man, they don't feel like you, you, you should be, com- they feel like they're smarter than you. And we'll be damned. We used to be challenged intellectually every day. And, you know, I can count on one hand, the amount of losses I had to public schools, uh, the amount of success. We had a ton of success when I was in high school. So a lot of the things that, you know, I implement or we implement in the program is, you know, instilling, you know, you to have that kind of confidence and faith in yourself when you play. Man, when I got here, you know, I mean, no knock on Washington Marion. I think they're, I think Nikki is great. I think their program is great. I think Coach Harvey is great. I think, you know, I really, you know, everything is, everybody's great, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't who I felt was our rivals. Man, we wanted to be rivals with people who was making it to the top 28. We wanted to be rivals with, you know, people who was winning state. You know, if you beat us, nah, we wanted to beat you. And I remember that first year, 
Everything was, man, you're, you're this close. Oh, man, y'all improving. That wasn't good enough. I mean, okay. I remember like it was yesterday, we played South Bow at the Barb Tournament. Coach Green, probably one of the best coaches in the area for a long time. He After the game, they beat us by five. I had set some starters in the first quarter, by the way. But they beat us by five. And uh, he told me, he was like, man, you really turned this program around. And, you know, that was nice and kind words, but I didn't want to hear that. You know, we, you know, we want, we want to beat you. And we know our time's going to come, but they're going to feel like we don't have enough talent. And they'll be sadly mistaken. But, you know, I don't, I challenge anybody, man, you know, play us, man. I mean, if you beat us, you ain't going to never hear me whine. You ain't going to never hear me fuss about you running up no score on me. You're going to see me shake your hand and then go back to the lab. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. And, you know, Sean said all the time, the best way to show your true respect for another team is to do what your team is supposed to do. If we're supposed to whip you, if because we have the talent, that's what you're supposed to do. You owe them that. So it is what it is. Being a player, you always have that one coach. That you know takes a liking into you. Uh, just kind of elaborate on that one coach that you know took a liking into you, and maybe that one coach that actually you know got you interested in coaching. All right, man. For me, it was my ninth grade football coach, and he was also the defensive line coach at Saint Aug. His name is Burnell Bell, and like he would he was a history teacher. So, you know, a history teacher's favorite saying is, it's not history, it's his story. So, like, he would always preach character, always. And, like, the craziest thing was, man, at the end of the championship game, I hear my name called. He live in Texas now, I think, Texas. Mm -hmm. And look up as Coach Bell watching me win the state, uh, my team win the state championship game. I was like, damn near in tears. Like he told me, you know, he's like, man, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna talk to your team before, you know, you know, oh, good coach. You know, if you can, you can. But for him to make that game and look up and see him, you know, and the impact that he had on, you know, my life and not even knowing it, because like, man, real talk. I mean, I started at Saint Og my senior year. It was different. I was behind a six foot four monster my junior year. I played my junior year, but I didn't really start like that. But like, I was never that that superstar jock player. You know, I was never that, you know, that guy who, you know, you know how you know how coaches treat that player. You know, I was always that starter who hung out with my homeboys who didn't even play much. So as a coach, it it warped me to the fact that I treat everybody the same. I hang out with, you know, our big time stars, but yeah, man, I'm showing love to the girls who never get in the game too. Just because I understand that role is important. You know, and that's just something that, again, Coach Bell taught me and experience taught me. Uh, mine was uh, my freshman coach at Salford, man, Coach Skip. Uh, great guy, man. Like, a lot of times I remember, you know, my mom would be working late and all that stuff. After practice, man, he'll drop me home and all that stuff, you know, give me talks and all that stuff, make sure my head was in the right place and all this stuff, man. Like, he always stayed on me. He's a positive uh, male role model, man. So, you know, he definitely did it for me. 
All right, back on uh, the coaching tip. Um, what have you noticed the difference in uh, coaching male versus female athletes? Since y'all had a little bit of both, what do you say the pros and cons of each? Or just give your insight on coaching both. Oh, um, yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's it's a big difference, but it's also very rewarding, man. Like. You know, one thing I can say about it is, you know, coaching males, it's, you know, you you a father figure, you a role model, you all that stuff to them, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, you know, you can talk to them and, and, and just try to mold them into the young men that you want them to be in the future, man. So a lot of times I think about that whenever, you know, I do things the way I do them, I move the way I move, man. I always want to make sure that, you know, I give off this, this positive male role model, man, so these kids can see this, and, you know. They want to aspire to inspire somebody one day. You know, you never know who watching you. So I always try to do that when I'm in the public eye. You know, I don't want myself to have a bad name. So I always try to do this stuff and try to try to show my kids how, you know, they should be positive male role models when they become that, you know. But I mean, at the same time, I give them tough love. Like they know any of my kids that had me, you know, uh, o can speak to it, man. He coached a bunch of them now at LeBron's, dog. Like, you know, it's a respect thing. Like all them kids, they know they'll come back, they respect me. And that's because that's what I instill in them, man. You always gotta gotta give somebody the same respect that you want. So I respect all my kids, and they give me the same kind of respect and love. Uh, with girls, you know, like I ain't gonna lie, man. I never wanted to be a girls coach. <laughs> like Holmes kind of got me being a girls coach because I just felt like you know I, I wouldn't know how to relate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy to say that because you know, like I only have girl siblings. Like I don't have any brothers. So I'm, I'm always around girls, but it's just like, I don't know. I just figured I wouldn't know how to still be tough, but at the same time, you know, effective. knowing how to coach yeah. me to be effective. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I figured out what I had to do and how I needed to do it. And I mean, you know, with them, man, like, homes will tell you, man, they very protective and all that stuff. Like, they won't let anybody say anything bad <laughs> about you, you know? But they also want to be coached as well. Like, they don't want you to sit there and tat tat them and all that stuff, man. They want you to coach them. You know, so once I figured that that medium out, man, like, you know, it was all good to go, bro. Like, you know, I love coaching girls, love coaching boys the same, man. Like, it's all rewarding. They all my kids at the end of the day. Man, the biggest difference between coaching girls and coaching boys is your vocabulary. Man, (laughs) some of them, (laughs) my... Bro, my mom and my grandmother would not be proud of some of the sentences I can throw together during a football season, but it's different in basketball, man. Honestly, on a, on a serious note, it's the tone. Like, um, you know, that's the thing I try to guard the most when coaching girls, because I don't want to come off as like that. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Because girls take a little thing. Girls take your word to heart. Right. You know, they're more. I'll be honest with you. I think they're more loyal. Mm-hmm. Boys. They always trying to show you up. You know, it's just like that father-son thing. They want to be better than you. You know what I'm saying? They want to show you they can do it without you. Girls want to show you they can do it because of you. So, you know, both relationships are great. I have, you know, I'm the same coach with both. But my vocabulary definitely changes when I coach girls. All right, fellas. Uh, considering y'all success, man, talk about... um. When you first got to LG, man, speak on a uh, program building like that's so important for a coach to come in and kind of set the tone. Can you speak on? Uh, can y'all 
Speak on kind of how that was when you first got rolling. Man, it's crazy because uh, what's the saying? You got to go through hell to get to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to go through volleyball season to get to basketball season. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. And that was my first year. I mean, tell you something. Much yeah. respect for any volleyball coach. Volleyball is the most skilled, one of the most skilled games ever. You can't just athlete that. Man, we went 0-18 in volleyball. And everybody was like, well, we a basketball team. We a basketball team. Then we went 9-20 and something. Man, it was a lot of sleepless nights, man. And like, uh, and I'll call, you know, Sean and Champ. You know, they was at FK White, and I just they kept telling me, bro, the group coming, the group coming. I mean, just like you know, in college or in pros, you kind of got to get players who's going to buy into your system. You know, one thing that I realized my first year at Lagrange is like uh, the year before that, they only had seven players on the team. Yeah, I remember that. Um, we ended up having 20, but it was girls. I was just pulling out. Hey, you tall, come play. Hey, you Hey, you look like you long, come play. I mean, we had 20 girls, but we didn't have that many basketball players. Mm-hmm. So it took time for them to adapt to what was expected to them. And then that next year, we came out and uh, we won our first playoff game in six years. And I always kept the article on, our, um, on the door, you know, talking about back in style. You know what I'm saying? LaGrange wins their first playoff game in six years. Big old article. And, you know, when they, you know, that winning, you know, winning starts, you know, changes a lot of things. It's contagious. So in the beginning for us, it, everything was on the, on the program. Even though we was a losing team, we was never a losing program. We still handled things a different kind of way. Um, I encourage coaches all the time, use social media. We had to broadcast, you know, what the thing, what successful things we had going on at LaGrange because we wanted other people to come and want to be a part of our vision. And, um... Once we started again, most important thing in coaching is talent. Uh, as we accumulated talent, and we started, you know, to structure that talent in a way, it was on and popping from there. Oh uh, yeah, man! Just to piggyback off that, bro. Like, you know, it all go back to just planning and everything like that, man. Like, and, and just everything happening for a reason, you know. Uh, we always had a plan in place, but. You never knew if it was gonna be a head coaching job coming open, man. And like I could just still remember to this day when that job was about to come open and Holmes called me like, hey man, you know, I hear that the LeBron job about to come open. You think I should take it? Because you know it's a catch to it. I gotta coach volleyball. I ain't never coached volleyball. I'm like, man, you gotta take that shit. Like, you know, hey, you get your ass with volleyball all you want, bro. We gonna win a state championship in basketball. You know? And uh just many talks like that. Shit, what that was six years ago now? Six yeah. years ago, like yeah, man, like it was long time just talking about this stuff and uh, just planning and planning and planning and, and, and speaking it into existence, man. Like I'm one of the people, like I, I say something gonna happen, you know. I believe that shit. So just talking about it, like, hey, man, you know, we gonna we gonna win state, man. Like you know, we just gotta keep on working, keep on grinding, get the right kids in here. You know what I'm saying? That you know we've been coaching, we were blessed enough to coach since they were in fifth and sixth grade. We just gotta keep on grinding. And uh, when those kids finally did show up on campus at LaGrange, like, you know, oh, you can speak to it, man. They changed. As soon as they touched down, they changed everything, bro. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a funny thing. A lot of people say, you know, oh, man, you know, y'all just won and y'all just winning because y'all got talent. Like, people don't realize we had these same kids since they was in fifth or sixth grade. Like, literally, like, teaching these kids how to 
square up and make a live and mm-hmm. simple things like that and fundamentals to where they are now, man. Like, you know, those kids grind. It's, it's a it's a tribute to like how hard they work and how hard they want it. You know what I'm saying? Like we were blessed to be around these kids, but also, you know, I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back too. Like, man, we worked hard too. Like, you know, shit, we was in the right place too for them. If we wasn't around, who knows? You know, because I mean, a lot of these kids, man, like, like I said, we had them forever. So we taught these kids a lot of stuff, but it's all about planning and process, man. Like, you know, just thinking back to what we was then, I always knew it was gonna happen, but you know, now that it's happening, it's real. It's like, hey, all right, I don't want another one. Man, you know what's crazy about it all is, man, a lot of stuff happens by, you know, by, not by chance. You know, we just were blessed. Um, certain situations opened up certain doors for certain players to come this way. Um, of course, we have players who every team want, you know, but then we have a bunch of players who contributed to our success that were cast off from, you know, here or there who, you know, no one really paid attention to. And those players made a huge difference on our squad, you know, um, just, you know, players who end up coming back home. You know, we had a couple of kids who, you know, they were zoned for our school. They went to Barb first. They didn't like it for whatever reason over there. They came back and they wanted to play here and they, they contributed big time to, you know, now they stay champions. Um, the, one of the biggest things that I love about our program is, you know, people want to come play for us. And, you know, they, you know, that's not because we kissing everybody ass. It's not because we promising you anything. Because we don't. When we tell you, you know, we tell you, the biggest thing we tell you about LaGrange is you have a chance to grow here. You know, you grow. Now, the pace in which you grow at is determined on how much work you put in. But we will always offer you the tools and not the knowledge and the, and the time to grow. Now, the pace in which you grow is on you. So what we are we offer people over here is a chance to grow. No one comes here their first year and you know expected to just carry a load. That's how good programs are. You know when you when you're a good program, you you led by your upperclassmen. True. You know, and when you come in, you learn from them. You know, and we've been fortunate. You know, this year here, the biggest thing said about our team is how mature we look. You know, we went through the grind with them kids. Yeah. Um, we had some talented young players who could have started at other places this year, but then, you know, he wasn't beating out them older girls and you learn from the older girls. So we just, you know, again, you look at our program, ain't nothing fake about it. The fun you see us have on social media is real. Is the fun we have. In, I don't, honestly, what you see on social media is us toned down. <laughs> like, some of the stuff that goes down, bro. It go down, bro. But, I mean, my thing is, honestly, you're not going to remember beating this team by 30. You're not going to remember. I will. Certain teams, <laughs> I remember every point. <laughs> you're not going to remember all that. What you're going to remember is the memories you create throughout the year. Like, when it, when 20 years down the line, no one's going to remember who we beat necessarily to get to this state championship. That's but true. they going to remember That's us true. cutting them nets. And then us jigging on that ladder. They remember us clowning that locker room. I was a DJ, by, by the way. DJ says bon? That's how you say that? <laughs> DJ says bon. Who the hell, man? That's the things you can remember, man. Because, man, all we we in the business of creating memories, man. You know, high school is short. Yeah, four years four of your years, life. man. Yeah. You know, and not only create memories for them. We sit, man, me and Sean the other day sat down and talked about what are your top five memories from this year? 
Hmm. Not your top five. What's your memories? You know what I'm saying? Because even as an adult, you know, I mean, that's what that's a little piece of heaven. That's true. All right, guys. My next question, man, and it's it's for Lakeem and Sean. You could chime in too, but you know, for y'all players, last year after, well, actually two years in a row when you know you beat two. Jariah Warren and Asia Sam, freshman year, sophomore year. We know they heard what was going around town. You know, y'all talented, but coaches can't coach. You know, he a football coach. Man, honestly, bro, keep things real. Last year, you know, not the state championship year, of course, but the year before that was the toughest year of my coaching career. I mean, because, you know, I'm human. Not that I ever doubt what I was you know what I was able to do but from the places in which I was hearing the noise from I mean it offended me because like I mean bef- uh, we talk about basketball but our team is so much more than basketball you know the things we've done for these players that doesn't show up in a box score doesn't show up in the paper you know that but shows up in other places I felt like I bought that you know that respect out of you real talk mm-hmm. I mean I was a successful coach without the state championship just because of the daily battles and grinds that I dealt with that some of these parents don't even know about their kids yeah you know what I'm saying and, just, and that's yep. just keeping it real man like you know I got four kids I mean I don't miss no days you know what I'm saying? So like the toughest thing for me to swallow at first was just, you know, I felt I felt played in a way because I mean the people question me, don't have the credentials to question me. Mm-hmm. And to be questioned by somebody or some people by people who don't go to practice, it, it made me look at coaching differently because regardless of who runs a program, man, you don't know what's going on in that locker room. You don't know what is going on. So people ask me all the time, like, man, what you think about this coach? I think that coach is doing their best, the best they can do. Cause I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what man. Why y'all run this? What? <laughs> like, like, yeah, you watch film with me. You watch hours and hours of film with me. Or you've been at practice when we ran the whole play through. But the kid only run the first you know, and then a lot of coaches, like, you know, some coaches or some people would like to throw, you know, kids on that sword. Man, I lay on that sword all day. It, you know, as much as I said I hate being blamed, I'll take all the blame because I missed all those shots. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it took it, it took a little bit. You know what it really took? Like, realizing that my kids didn't feel that way about me. And, like, <laughs> I remember a week after that season just feeling so betrayed. And like uh, graduating senior Madison Johnson walks into my office and she's like, Coach, it's not on you. And she's like, Man, you prepared us. We gotta we gonna win state this year, and this is what we're gonna do. And then another kid walk in and another kid. And I was like, you know what? It is LeGron versus everybody. But just because we say LaGrange versus everybody, you might wear one of those LaGrange versus everybody shirt, doesn't mean you in the LaGrange we talking about either. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron versus everybody really means some people in that locker room. You know what I'm saying? And that's who I coach for. And, you know, it might sound soft or whatever, but I'm human. You know what I'm saying? When you pour as much, I'm, you know, one thing you can't say about me is I'm, you know, I ain't fake. I pour my all into my kids. I pour my all into this job. When you questioning that, you know, now, X and O's, again, you know, it's never about the X and O's. It's always about the Jim and Joe's. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is. It's crazy how one of my worst seasons, you know, was followed by one of my best seasons because we just steadied the course. Like I said at the beginning, we didn't change anything we did. Coach Holmes coached the same way, coached the same amount of hours. Nothing changed. You know, kids had to grow. We had to, you know, we grew with the kids, but nothing changed, man. Um, Again, you know, coaching one of the only jobs I know where you don't have to have no experience, but you can walk in and think you can do it. Like, Amen. just be real, man. Um, I don't like to. I'm not trying to slight nobody, but like when you say when you see the 300, and you ask them, "What are your profession?" And you, Acadian, what is your profession? Sculptor, sir. You, blacksmith. Spartans. What is your profession? You see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you. Same thing with me as a coach. This ain't no side job for me. I don't work at the plant. I don't work here or there. This ain't no rec thing for me. And I'm not trying to knock no rec programs. Not trying to knock none of that. This is what we do. Man, it's my life. I mean, it's what pays my bills. You know, so, you know, if you're going to question what I do, come walk in my shoes with me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and, it's a, and it's a certain way to talk to people, too. If you got something, <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. I, I ain't saying I'm above repro- reproach. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, dude, if you if your first conversation with me is, you know, why are you doing this? Hey, if you don't get up the hell out of my face. <laughs> And Sean is a lot ruder than me, but <laughs> you know I'm a little bit more political. Sophomores for the first time in what 15, 16 years at LaGrange and then losing 
you know, that added fuel to the fire, especially with, you know, everybody talking about, oh, man, y'all should have won state with all this talent. You know, y'all coaches don't know what they're doing. You know, those kids heard all that, man. And like I said, man, we got a great relationship with those kids, so they, they had our backs. They, they wanted to win it for themselves. I mean, they also wanted to win it for us, man. If, if you watch, like, the, the footage of the end of the game for the state championship, dude, after we finished shaking hands, like, Man, them girls swarmed homes, man. They was all jumping up and down and celebrating. It wasn't just no, all right, man, you know, we won, it's over. Like, nah, man, those kids, like, really wanted that. Not just for themselves, but for, you know, the coaching staff as well. Because we was one big family. And we always talked about, you know, everybody in this locker room, that's who's important. Like, you know, we love y'all family and everybody else. But, you know, this team right here, we lock in for these 30-some games all season. We're going to have something special. But we got to block out the distractions, man. So, you know. That's one thing about the criticism, man. You know, you're gonna get criticized, but the main thing is you gotta block it out, focus, and, and remember, you know, who, who in here with you, you know, who in the foxhole with you. That was us, you know, as coaches and as players, we was all in there together, you know. My question it comes to y'all as um go after that, I guess speaking after that horrible season the year before last, and speaking on this this season, this past season that just passed, um at what moment did you feel like this is possible? This is our season right here that we're gonna end up in that dome. We're probably gonna be in that championship game. Was it like one game or one moment during the season that happened? Just, just your opinion. What different you- points for us? Oh, okay. Um, I, I can tell you off dunk, man. Like you guys, home. Shit. The day after we lost in the in the quarters, man. I was like, man, we gonna win state. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because. We always worked hard as coaches, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it wasn't about working harder the next year. Like, nah, like, we dedicate so much time, you know, whether it's going over film or talking about what we gonna do and what's going on with the kids. But, you know, the fact that, like, I remember Gerard Warren's mom had posted on Facebook that, you know, Gerard was in Houston at an AAU team practice already putting shots up. And this was like a day after we lost in the quarterfinals. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with Asia Sam, you know, putting in work, you know, just not sitting there and waiting, you know? And I think it was because, you know, we had one senior last year, you know, she she poured her heart out, she played as hard as she could, and, you know, she wasn't the, the most skilled player, but she always worked hard. You know, she gave a great speech after our last game, you know? All the girls, man, wasn't a dry eye in the locker room. And I think all those girls remember that, man. Like, you know, I just I just knew, man, we was gonna win. And it showed because, you know, the the first practice that we had in the summertime to get ready for the year, man, home was talking about, man, seniors, this y'all last first practice in the summer. And they were crying, you know, <laughs> because they, you know, not because they were just being emotional, it was just because they was thinking about, man, like, you know, this is how serious it is, man. Like, we remember, every year losing in the locker room and crying, you know, just tears of sadness. This year we gonna cry, it's gonna be tears of joy. You know, so, I mean, I knew from the, the second we lost, man, like we, we gonna come back, it's gonna be different. Like, you know, we just gonna be a different team this year, man. When we threw the ball up in the championship game, when the time <laughs> went to zero, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? We didn't want a damn championship. I still look out the window seeing if they're going to come try to get this trophy back. <laughs> nah, man. Me and uh, I always talk to Sean about percentages. Like, I call him. I'd be like, man, what you think about this game? He'd be like, it. oh, I'm 85, 90. 
I'm like, okay. I'll be like, hey, I'm at uh, 45. He's like, why you at 45? I don't know. <laughs> nah, man, it's just, uh, honestly, bro, I always go back and I watch uh, Natalyn's interview. And she's like, coach always said we was destined to win this. And then you piece that together with how some of them girls got to this school, how I got to that school, how the assistant coaches got to the school, and then how things failed this season for us. Man, the win state, everything I go right. No major injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody on the team thinking they're, you know, better than the other. Role players accepting their roles. Like, man, at the end of last year, I had a meeting with Nana. And I told, and you know, I thought she was just playing. I told her exactly what she needed to do to get minutes. And then the whole summer, you see Nana doing extra miles, walking around with her water jug. <laughs> I thought she was just doing it because she was a homecoming queen and she was trying to get ready. <laughs> but when it continued after homecoming, when, you know, you know, truly speaking it into existence, them girls. But we didn't talk about just winning regular games. We talked about state the whole season. Mm-hmm. It was like, coach, I was like, like coach, what are we gonna do when we win state? You know, and man, no one plans to be the team of the decade. I mean, right. yeah, you know, you have a chance. No one planned to be, you know, have you know what we had. Like, we lost two games in the whole state, and with the brutal competition we put ourselves through we we talked as coaches before we set the schedule up to fail during the season the goal was to make sure we failed at some point in the season so we could taste that go off on them and won't fail in the playoffs and we would not I mean yeah we lost too but boy if I really want to speak on how we lost them too (laughs) but (laughs) but you know what I'm saying like and they were too, too and honestly they were too to two very good ball clubs. I mean, you know, we ain't losing no uh, slouches. But you know, I'm like, as I look back on the memories that we created this year, and it was destined. Like we had games in which, honestly, we led the whole game, we got it, let it get away, and then we win it at the end, mm-hmm. you know? And then we had games where I was like, oh, it's gonna be a close game. We dominated that whole game. and like. The confident in the confidence in those kids' eyes. Like, did you know that the first round of the playoffs was without two starters? Deja outscored the other team by herself. <laughs> the second round, we had got our starters back, but one, Gerard was half go. And I want to say Gerard Jariah no, outscored the whole team by themselves. The third round when we played Neville. Dry and Asia combined for more points than the third team. So, like, man, they wasn't playing. <laughs> and I was, uh, I ain't gonna lie, you could ask Sean, I was, I was waiting for that, you know, I was like, man, we gonna have a hiccup? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, honestly, they prepared like that. That's, that's how they practice. Like, I mean, again, we practice during the Christmas break. We practice during Thanksgiving break. We practice during all the end services. 99% attendance. Hey, those practices, eight o'clock practices. 
Those practices, you gotta be on the floor 10 minutes before practice start or you're late. And I'm not gonna say we didn't have nobody late, but you know what late was? <laughs> 7.57. And she know who she is. <laughs> she lived closer to the school. But like, like that was late. You know what I'm saying? When you set the bar and they these kids was just jumping it. Dude, like, we had sophomores who had to start three or four games in district. You wouldn't even notice. At one point, every starter on our team sat at a game. Everyone. Yeah. And like, I just tell you, it was a total team effort, man. Like, Again, so you asked me when? When the clock went zero. <laughs> and then two weeks after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and shoot. You know, Lord, if they give us another season, I'm telling you, it's going to be something else. All right, coaches. Um, <clears throat> being a guy that happens to work and coach at the same school uh, that y'all do, speak on how important culture is to your program as far as team culture because um, your school may have one culture but your team has another one and I'm going to say may but outside looking and observing y'all y'all happen to be different than what the culture is at the school so speak on uh, speak on the culture of your team Uh, man you know the craziest thing happened the other day at graduation, um, you know, when at the end, you know, before the dancing, uh, <laughs> Mr. Baines got out there and he was announcing all the success that we had, that 99% graduation rate. Yeah. <laughs> and all that other good stuff. <laughs> and in the back, boys kept hollering. And we was the state champs. And we was the state champs. That wasn't girls. That was boys. Straight up. Everybody wants to be a part of a rich culture. And, you know, we might have been different from, you know, the norm that is expected at LaGrange, but we also embodied the differences that you have at LaGrange. We were, our team was made up of the real essence of the culture at LaGrange. You know, do we do a little bit too much sometimes? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, are we a little cocky and arrogant? If you talk to a Lagrange kid, you they they they'll tell you. Facts. But I mean, as far as team culture, it's something that once you build, it kind of self runs it runs itself. Yeah. So like in the beginning, once you set that foundation on your culture, your team leaders cultivate it. Your team leaders sculpted it. So once we you know, set the foundation of what we were going to be and what we, how we was gonna carry ourselves. Mm-hmm. Those team leaders made everybody fall in line. And then if you wasn't on the girls, if you're like, bro, let me let one of them kids, them younger kids, go with anything. Those older girls was like, hey, this ain't how we do things at Lagrange. And they'd be like, you know, Coach Sean ain't gonna let that happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, what, I'm just some punk? <laughs> but, <laughs> but nah, man, but that's how it is. People, you know, the biggest thing with culture is ownership. Yeah. You know, when they begin to take ownership of their program, 
It's just his how it is. The thing that makes us different than anybody else in the state is our culture. Yeah. Like, man, we got a different kind of swag. Like, they asked us that in the chat in the, at the interview for the championship game. The lady from, I guess, New Orleans, she was like, man, all I hear is about y'all, how different y'all are and how y'all carry y'all selves. And then Warren wrote an article about it talking about how different the personalities was. We let you be you here at LaGrange with a little bit of us, you know, mm-hmm. the best you. And that's just to go, you know, as long as it's tasteful, as long as, you know, you create memories with your team. When we trash talk on the sideline, we're bigging up, like we pumping our kids up. We ain't saying, hey, ooh, you sorry. We going, ooh, three, or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know Coach Sean got some more on it. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. You, you, He talking about LeGrange and all that, you know, and I love, 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 you know, all the other kids. I love all my Oak Park kids, my LCCA kids that's on the team. But, you know, a lot of those girls, that came through FK, they that's where it really started, man. Like, you know, we just got a different kind of culture at FK. And, uh, you know, that's where it was established. We tell them kids all the time at FK, like, dude, you represent FK White, bro? You know, you ain't losing nobody. That's just what it is. That's what we expect. You know, you go in that gym, you can look at all the championship boys talking about, you know, repeat, 3P, 4P, 5P. And I'm not exaggerating to really say that. Yeah, you know, it does. That's, that's, that's the kind of <laughs> culture that we established over there. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, you either first or you last. Like, hey, not, not to sound exactly like Ricky Bobby, but that's how it is, man. That's how mm-hmm. we give it up, you know? So when they got to high school, naturally, you know what I'm saying? They were the same expectations. Like, nah, we're going to win every game. We lost a game. That's not, that's not acceptable. You know, we're going to win everything. That's just what it is. And when you have kids that got that kind of mentality, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's 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 easy to have a winning culture because they already don't accept losing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it makes sense. That's just what it is. Like, they started that way in middle school, and that's how it's going to have to be in high school. You know, we all win, period. We win the state. You know, every time we break it down before we start the game, they clap it up and they say state, you know? And, it's, and nothing else is acceptable. And I mean, you know, earlier... Coach Kells has said, you know, we had had, like, that horrible season. And, like, a horrible season for us, for any other team, was a great season because we made it to the quarterfinals and we won 27 games that year. You know, but for us, that wasn't good enough. You know, we won't stay. You know, home said all the time, it's not enough. It's not enough. So, you know, establishing that kind of mentality and this kind of culture, you know, you can't do nothing but succeed. Even when you don't reach the ultimate goal, you're already building winners. Man, honestly, bro, it's just so organic. It's real. Man, you see the videos we post. I ain't. I mean, it's not scripted. The funny thing is, when you watch what we do, and then you watch other teams try to copy what we do, <laughs> and how, it, like, you know, how off-brand cereal look. I mean, I mean, but they say the, you know, the best form of uh, flattery is imitation, right? Most definitely. So, like, we don't mind it. But if you, you, you. It's a different kind of swag, but it's it, it stems from everything. Our parents are different from other teams' parents. Our coaching <laughs> staff is different from other teams' coaching staff. Like everything is different. Like our trainers are different from other teams' trainers. That's true. Like 
it, it just is what it is, man. Like what Sean just said, it hit a hit. Like we talking about the worst season ever was a third round knockout. Come on now. The first article that I have on my door is how, you know, we was back in business basically and we won a playoff game. That's crazy. Our expectations changed in four years. Yeah. Making it to the playoff, man, in the beginning, we just wanted to host them. You know, and, you know, we always talked about, you know, we was happy, but we wasn't, you know, we wasn't content, you know, but you're right. We break it down every time we talk about state. What we talking about now is state. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You talking about state, I'm talking about national. I'm, I'm talking. We go back to Dallas and playing that national tournament. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I want. I want that national championship banner hanging up. You know, the repeat, we baby. Go, we got to go fly to California or something to go get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, crazy At, bar, man. We reset the bar, so we trying to get that again. I tell you, a crazy thing. At one point this season, was number twenty-five. Yeah. In the nation. <clears throat> like that's that's crazy. <laughs> you know. That's huge. All right, talk about adversity. What is something that you stand on as a man, as a coach, when adversity strikes? Um, I'm a positive poly. So, like, I mean, I always see glass half open and stuff when it comes sometimes behind the scenes. Like, I always said, you know, you know, percentages with Sean and stuff, that was behind the scenes. But in front of them girls, I was always confident. But um, adversity-wise, man, I feel like I'm going to outlast it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's just me being a younger coach or whatever. I feel like I'm going to last longer than the problem. You know, and then I'm going to look for solutions. You know, I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up on it because I feel like, you know, um, you know, I'm a master of my fate. Captain, my soul goes to, you know, those lines of Invictus, you know. Yeah, I believe, you know, in God, you know, fully. But I feel like, you know, he's going to help those who help themselves. So, you know, he going to do his best to help me, but he wants to see me work out these problems. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, and he going to give me a little, you know, that little help on that spot. But when it comes down to it, again, it's nothing by chance, man. Like, it, we didn't luck up. We didn't fall on that mountain. We climbed it. And that's just straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we didn't land up there. So we expect adversity, you know. When it happens, we'll be ready for it. You know, we've you know, especially once you taste success, you know, you know you you know you can get there. Um, one thing I can say, man, you know, you can ask any FK white kid that I try to teach them, you know, I got plenty of quotes, but one quote that I make all of them memorize, you know, is what is mental toughness? You know, and they'll, they'll tell you straight up, whatever it takes to break your opponent, you know? And I don't use that necessarily for somebody, uh, a physical form that's right in front of you. Sometimes it might just be you looking at yourself in the mirror or whatever is going on in your life, man. Whatever is your opponent, don't let it break you, you know? And I mean, everybody faces adversity. You're not a human being if you don't face adversity. Like, things won't be perfect. You know, it won't always be sunshine, you know, and in order to appreciate the sunshine, you gotta have the rain. So that adversity builds character. But, you know, like I said, man, you, you can't let stuff break you. Mentally, you gotta be tough, man, Shit. you know? Just because we got knocked down, don't mean we can't get back up. 
but don't break a nigga, make a nigga. That's that's facts, bro. Like, you know, you gotta always be mentally tough, man. It ain't always about the physical. It's about the mental, man, because you gonna always have hard times, man. But your your mind to get you through more shit than you know. If you just focus and you, you always think about your goals, man. Don't let shit break. I mean, it's crazy. Also, like, you know, what we do with our players is we share those experiences. You know, when we make a mistake, we let it be known. Like, my kids know a lot about my, you know, not my personal life, like Facebook or nothing, but they know about my some real life experiences because I needed them to know that, you know, it's not the mistake you made, it's how you respond to the mistake you make. Facts. And, um, you know, <clears throat> heck, I pledged. So a lot of this ain't, you know, I'm also a part of a non-hazing fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha, I just want to point that out. Uh, Thank you, sir. You know, but, uh, you know, when you're going through this process, um, they teach you a lot, man. You know, and hell, life a pleasure. You know, so well, you know, we're preparing kids for life. Cause again, these are just games. You know, this is only four years. You know, what I look back on is when you come back with that family, like coach, you made a difference. Or you know, when kids tell me that, I always remind them of the difference they made in my life. Sometimes the stuff I go through in life, I only get through because I know those kids need me to get through it. And that's just, I mean, I, it could sound soft, but it's the truth. You know, sometimes, you know, is you know, sports allows you to get away from real world, you know. So I'm appreciative of those kids, you know, coming in here and their little boy drama or whatever goes <laughs> on and laughing with them because, you know, heck, you need that humanity, you know. All right, guys, so uh, I got a question, kind of the same, but it's different for both of you. Um, Coach Holmes, I need you to speak on keep that same energy. And uh, Coach Andrews, I need you to speak on respect three times. Uh, That's two things that I've observed about y'all that I like. So uh, speak about those mentalities and where those things come from. I always talk about the word discipline is, you know, keeping that same feeling once the initial feeling that you had when you set that goal is gone. So when we talk about keep that same energy is, keep that energy you had when you set that goal. When times get tough, remember you said you wanted to win state. When school get rough, remember you said you wanted to win state. When we tell you get here at eight o'clock, remember you said you wanted to win state. When you up in the game, remember you said you wanted to win state. When you down in the game, remember you said you wanted to win state. And that's the bridge between goals and accomplishments is discipline. So again, what's, what's discipline? Keeping that same energy you had about that goal when you set that goal. So, you know, we talked about, again, that was our motto, keep that same energy. Uh, yeah, man. Um, like I said, I, I'm a man of many quotes. So, you know, respect three times, man, is just basically, you know, things that I feel like not just with sports, just with life, you know. Uh, you got to give respect in order to get it, you know. So, you know, first one is respect the game. You know, I tell the kids all the time, man, respect the game. Respect it like it's your last time ever touching the court, you know. Uh, you know, you never know what's going on in life. 
you gotta take advantage of that. So respect everything that you give a man and, and, and always go all out. You know, respect your opponent, that's number two. You know, don't ever just look at your opponent like, man, this, this is an easy person on the schedule, man. I ain't gonna play hard. Like, nah, man. Beat them by 40, beat them by 50. Because that's the ultimate sign of respect. It's not disrespect to beat somebody like that. You showing them, hey man, I'm giving you my best. Like I'm not sitting here and, and taking you like, you know, you, you some pushover. Nah, I believe, you know, you the opponent, opponent in front of me, man. So I'm gonna give you my best to show you like, dude, I respect you, but it is what it is. And the last one is make them respect you. And that tie into all of that. You know, if you respect somebody and you give them your best, they gonna respect you. They gonna remember your name. But when they remember your name, you don't want to ever give anybody that opportunity to think, well, I could play with this person. Nah, mm-hmm. bro, you can't play with me, dog. Like, I'm on a different level, and you're going to respect me. Anytime you see me, I want to be like, hey, man, that's, that's Sean Andrews, dog. Like, hey, that dude gave it to me, bro. I, I can't keep up, you know, and that's going to make you a better athlete and a, a better person as well because, you know, I respected you, and I gave you my best. So that's what I always tell the kids, man, respect three times, man. Respect the game. Respect your opponent, make them respect you. And uh, we didn't get a chance to mention this at the beginning, but uh, Coach Andrus is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, three-time head coach at uh, Forest K. White Middle School. He's a head football coach, head track coach, and head boys basketball coach. So he's not only a man of many quotes, he's a man of many hats. Jack of all trades, dog. Master of everything. That's how I feel, man. Cool. All right, switching gears a little bit. I uh, wanted to get y'all personal opinion on uh, the hooping culture, or specifically girls' uh, basketball in the area. And most of us know, kind of watching how the area is, um, it's kind of rich in talent lately. And a lot of girls are getting noticed, not just by uh, McNeese and local schools, but actually by national, I mean, bigger schools, bigger D, Division One schools, and not just here in Lake Charles and over there in uh, Elton and Lake Arthur, they have a lot of talent. Kind of speak on what y'all notice about the, uh, the, ri- the rise in girls basketball in this area. Um, a lot of dedicated girls, a lot <laughs> of dedicated parents, a lot of dedicated coaches. It take all three of those things, man. You know, the first thing is to take a dedicated athlete. You know, these girls dedicated to want to be great, you know, so they're working hard. You know, it also take great parents to put them in those situations. Not the parents, grandparents, or role models to put them in a situation that they, they can succeed. You know, whether it's taking them to trainers or bringing them to any kind of AAU trials or games or anything. or just bring them to games so they can see it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I said, dedicated coaches, man, like, you know, it's, it's, it's the chicken and the egg thing, man. Like, you can't have one without the other, man. Like, you know, you got to have dedicated coaches to help players get to where they need to be. So I think all three of those things are showing the, the big uptick in girls basketball in Louisiana because, man, you're right. They got a lot of talent everywhere. I know we have a lot of talent, and, you know, it's, it's you know, on the forefront, especially in southwest Louisiana. But man, like we didn't play so many places, man. And you know, we got some talented girls around here. Like I know, you know, St. Louis got some talented girls. Mm-hmm. You know, Barb got a really up come up and coming talented girl coming up. And uh that's just in Lake Charles. You know, they got girls everywhere in Louisiana that's that's really playing ball, hooping and, and trying to get their free college. And that's that's what it's about, man. Like right. it ain't always about, you know what I'm saying, playing professional ball. 
it's all about setting yourself up in the future so you don't have any debt. And that's the main thing we try to stress to our athletes, man. Grind, do what you gotta do. Get that free school, man, and, and, and start off with no debt. You know, so it start right now in the grassroots level to building up your fundamentals and, and instilling that foundation of, of having just everything that you need. You know, so if you build a solid, man, just like a house, you build a solid foundation, you have something good. And these kids starting off young, and it's showing now when they're in high school with these scholarship offers that we're getting in the Southwest Louisiana area. I don't think there's been a change in talent at all. I okay. think there's been a change in exposure. Mm. Um, y'all welcome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on a serious tip, you know, it, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, girl, if you go look back, girls been good in this area, Southwest Louisiana. We've always represented well on the state level, not just LaGrange, but in other programs. Like the first thing I did when I got to LaGrange was reminded them how rich our history was. And, you know, we had teams that made it to, you know, the quarters or state. We've, you know, never had a team that wins state, but we had that. Shout out to Kobisha, man. <laughs> uh, what's up, coach? We had, uh, we had a girl who was the Gatorade player of the state, mm-hmm. Kiki. I mean, mm-hmm. I told people, don't don't forget, you know, we were one of the most successful programs in this area. You know, we just had to remind people who we were. But again, the success has always been in this area. Uh, when I first got in, Highway, Westlake, Barb, uh, Sam Houston, Sulphur's always good. Man, honestly, we've had just as much talent or more than the boys. And I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about in particular one team or not, but man, we've had it spread across the board. The difference is, is exposure. Like, you know, us being in the paper a little more or, you know, our social media pages, you know, letting people know what our girls are capable of. You know, we've been at this talent again. You know, it takes, you know, exposure. And when I say thank you, you know, I, you know, People think that girls basketball showed up when LeGron showed up. No, that's not true. We just one of them people. We, we couldn't be denied. You know, we just post so much. You know, we <laughs> overload you. Mm-hmm. You probably get on Facebook. You see a post about LeGron in every day, like a season. You know, and that's what it takes that other coaches and other programs should do. You know, I think St. Louis posts a lot about their girls too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you know about them and us. That's why our game was so big because you knew you 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 can relate with the athletes who was at both schools. So get out there and promote your club. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want it to be like that, promote. And then what we did was we took it another level. We wanted we wanted people around the state to know about us. So we went played tournaments and played at other people places. You know, and then you know. People ask us why we not at home, cause we gotta go put Southwest Louisiana on the map. <laughs> we gotta go play up north. We gotta go play down east. We gotta play in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I say that jokingly. I really don't mean it like that. Honestly, we played those teams because we needed those kind of teams. We 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 wanted to be prepared for anybody when we got to playoffs. So you know, and we come home and we played. I think we had like eleven or twelve home games this year. You know, them all too. <laughs> yeah, undefeated at home. But um, you know, <laughs> we 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 go on tour. That's what we tell the girls. <laughs> and that's also how you create great bonds. Mm-hmm. When you get away from everybody 
You go on these trips. It's almost like we got an AAU kind of vibe. You know, we travel. We raise the money, we travel, we go play. We gonna see other places. Then we have fun. Every trip we go to, we go have fun. It is what it is. You know, you give people their flowers while they're alive. So, uh, I wanna thank y'all, because I feel like I'm a part of y'all coaching lineage. Being that, you know, my first coaching job is under Sean, and Sean started down the home, so. Appreciate you guys coming on. The question I have, I want y'all to talk about, like, I seen the season after y'all lost to Sam Houston. Like, I would go to some of those summer league games and how some of the bigger 5A schools were trying to disrespect y'all. And then, you know, I'll leave, you know, go get a snack, come back, and y'all about 30. And I just be like, they was really talking shit. <laughs> and y'all just got a 30 piece put on y'all head so man just talk about that mentality like just uh you know if y'all gonna talk shit y'all can talk it but we can back it up so pretty much speak on that mentality y'all instilling them girls because you know those girls work hard i've seen some of them working this summer and it the same work they was putting in over the summer it translated to the actual court so just talk about you know the mentality, almost like that Mamba mentality. R.I.P. to the Bean, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they already knew the vibes, dog. Like, if the game closed, we was gonna run the shit out of them in practice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's what it was, man. Like, we tell them in the locker room, man. You got you got certain stuff, and like, you know, just to give our little nugget, you know, uh, we used to keep a clipboard on the bench. And, you know, we wasn't drawing up plays. It was like, hey, man, if you don't reach this goal, bro, you running for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we don't hit this point total. Uh, if you don't hold this team to this amount of points in the quarter, like, you know, you're going to – it is what it is. You're going to get it in practice. Mm-hmm. And they knew what it was, man. They, they, they knew what was up. And, you know, it wasn't anything to, you know what I'm saying, disrespect no teams most definitely. Like, we respect everybody, but it's all about getting the best that you can out of your players. So it was like, man, hey. You don't reach this dog, you running straight up. Uh, you doing wall sits. Like, we, we did a circuit one day in practice, and, you know, the girls didn't like that, but, I mean, the next the next game, bro, it, was, it got ugly. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, it's all about building them girls up, making them tough, man. Like, bro, y'all was beating girls in the district by, like, 50, 60. Like, those are running clocks. We're running clocks. Like, that oh, shit man. is crazy. Man... Um, I mean, like Sean said earlier, bro, when he said you got to respect your opponent, you know, we gave people honorable debts. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Now, we always talk about you're not going to earn your stripes on us. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you know, we was that team where you're not going to get your, you're not going to earn your name on us. And still, some teams got moral victories when we beat them, not by 30, but by 20. So, you know, our whole our whole thing was we had a standard to uphold, and we knew everybody, uh, you know, they box score watch. So what mm-hmm. we wanted to do always was send a, a mental, you know, pitch or get a mental advantage on teams before you played us. Did you see what LeGron did to that team? Did you see what LeBron did to that? So when mm-hmm. we got in the gym, our aura or our perception, when we jumped up by big, you had already shut down because you you just knew 
what we was about. You know, it's a crazy thing because we walk in the gym, we silly as hell. We laughing. You, I'm like, bro, they would never take you serious. Mm-hmm. And then we up, bam, just like that. And like, yeah. you know, shit, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Man. So <laughs> not to cut you off, you know, that doing all that is cool, but you still got people in this area. Like not really supporting y'all, y'all beating people by eighty. Like y'all damn near scored a hundred one game, and you still got people kind of like, yeah, but I don't think they're gonna win state. You know, hey man, I don't think they're gonna win state. It's a but they supporting the you know the other school. Hey, bro, it's it goes into this one. The garage is the step school of the area. Mm. Two, no one rooted for Goliath. Man, I mean, that's a quote. It's the truth, man. Just, I'm sorry, but you don't root, who roots for the bad guy in the movie? And it was cute when we was lovable freshmen. Getting beat. Right. You know, and then when we, you know, again, when the rabbit got the gun, man, dude, we beat five state championship teams this year. If you go look at the top 28 banner, we beat 12 of them teams. We didn't duck nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, our record wasn't fluffed. Our girls hated district. <laughs> like, they did not want to play in district. It, it, I mean, there's no disrespect to any team in our district. Because, like, real talk, the realest thing I've seen was in that district meeting. You know, people can come in there and they, they can band up against you and they can hate on you. Mm-hmm. Those coaches were very respectful. They were like, man, you could have done work. Dude, we had a running clock in every district game. Yeah. So what was those average? I mean, we not again. We not out there to. We're not out there to try to end your basketball career and make you not want to play basketball. But we have things we trying to prepare for, and regardless of who we sub in, they're gonna play Lagrange Lady Gator basketball. So I'm not gonna stop them from playing Lagrange Lady Gator basketball. And then they got people who stat watch. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. Drive might not be that good because she's not averaging 25 points a game. Well, the girl's averaging 17 points in 18 minutes. Mm. Oh, Asia only averaging 16 points a game. Well, Asia's only playing 18 minutes. Give they're not her playing the, full games. Hey, and then bounce that off that they're playing with each other. <laughs> if one of them played on a team without the other, what do you think the average would be? Mm. Ridiculous. Then you got somebody like Alana could have gone went to any school and averaged 15 to 12 points a game. Honestly, I feel like Alana was the Draymond Green to your team. You know, I'm just putting that out there. Hey, match up. You here. I got there. You got Brian. You got Liggins. Clay, you got him. Do not leave him. Just I just being real, man. Like, dude, we got girls who have been stars on other teams. I just feel like this. Y'all was throwing the quotes out there. It's just a Batman quote. They said, uh, you die the hero or you live long enough to be the villain. Y'all just all lasted everything, man. And then you you end up being a bad guy then. But hey, guess what? Got it done. Got the dub. You know, our parents, our parents are very arrogant. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. To y'all parents. Oh. The- oh. If you, if you don't think, I be wanting to like some of the stuff they say. Because <laughs> 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 hey, they going to let you know. You wasn't with us in the beginning. Man, the parents down. let you know. But <laughs> you wasn't hey, with us shooting in the gym, man. Hey, I'm a, you know, one thing I want to say, though, man, like, you know, I know we having fun saying this, that, and other, but again, it go back to respect your opponent, man. We respect everybody, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, we giving you our best. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, to talk about the stats and all that, like you said, man, you know, we can't 
sometimes worry about other teams, man. We worrying about LeBron. So, in order to get our girls those scholarship offers and looks and all this stuff and other man, like you know, Coach Holmes said it best. You know, they stat watch. So you know, we we don't have the girls with the best stats because a lot of times we buy a lot of points, man. So it's all about you know getting them to do what they can with the minutes they get by respecting your opponent. But you know, we won't the girls realize like it's a standard we live up to so don't ever try to play down to anybody like you know play your best because if the shoe's on the other foot I, I wouldn't want them to take it easy on us now I want them to beat us so we can learn from that you can't you can't learn from somebody that's not playing you for real I'm just that's yeah. just my mentality like you gotta play somebody that's giving it 110% every game you know they, they put <laughs> they put up your ass and hey you know learn from it you, you gonna learn that you don't want it to happen again so you gonna fix it Man, I remember AU first year. We lost the game 39 to 2. We scored a point each half. Damn! We had a six foot four girl. I did not go to the other coach and say, you wrong for that. Man, bro, like, just be real, man. Like, come on now. Like, and the coaches around here know if we wanted to, we could. I mean, dude, this, you know, everything goes in cycles. From what I hear, man, this was a loaded girl team. This was the best girl team around. Like, I mean, what you wanted us to like, dude, we really could have done some things. Like, the game we played rain the senior night, right? We scored 97 points. Mm-hmm. We started all the seniors who don't get playing time for eight, for six of the eight minutes in the first quarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then dude got mad. Cause we scored 97 points. And we shaved two minutes off the last. Tim would let us run the clock, so we had to we pulled time off the clock. There ain't nobody trying to be classless. Like, come on now. <laughs> and shout out to that that statement about uh one of the best teams in the area. You know, shout out to y'all all decade team. Oh yeah. You know, how y'all guys feel about that. You know, I'm not too big on, you know, I'm I'm not from Lake Charles and I Girls basketball is new to me, but you know y'all been here longer than me. You know, Sean, you from here? The Kim, you been here since you know forever. <laughs> but, you know, kind of talk about uh that. You know, being all decade team, man. That's a huge honor. Oh uh, yeah, man. Respect to every team. You know that deal they had to do these past ten years. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with it. Y'all ain't going to tell you no. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we had the best team of the decade, man. You know, I don't want to be the person, but I I run down our accolades, man. Like, we had one girl that she made the all-decade team, and she the only active player to do that. We had girls that made first-team All-State, second-team All-State, honorable mention, all-Southwest first team, all-Southwest second team. Uh, We won the, the... Sugar Bowl Classic, we played in the highest bracket that they had. We played against a team from Illinois that was pretty good. You know, I think they won state in Illinois. We went to a nationally ranked tournament in uh, Duncanville, Texas, mm-hmm. with, what, 32 teams from all over the country. We had teams mm-hmm. from California, you know, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. Like, and we competed. You know, Coach Holmes said we was ranked number 25 in the nation for a little while during the season, so... You know, it's, that's just the accolades, man. If anybody actually came and watched the <coughs> play, 
You know, that that tell you like, nah, man, them, them girls, they 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 played hard, man. They went after it every game, like, and it wasn't just no, hey man, we gonna sit in the zone and chill. Like, nah, it was exciting basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I've 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 been here my whole life and it's a few girl teams that I've seen that had the gym packed. And we had the gym packed, you know, more than some of the boys' teams would have out here, man. Like, you know, we had a game, and this this shows how, you know, people really follow. We had a game against another team that uh, didn't lose a game that whole season. And it was no boys' game before, and it was on a Saturday. And usually, you know, um, girls' games, they only get a crowd if, if it don't have a boys' game to follow up. And this is a Saturday night game with no boys game. And the whole gym was packed, you know, for people to watch a girls game. And that just shows you, you know, the kind of girls that we had this year, man. Like, I can't say it enough, man. Like, those girls, they, they were a special group. And it shows, you know, I mean, I know it's an opinion from the writers and all that from the American press. But, I mean, I, I believe it. I mean, if, if, if it was any kind of way... You know, they had an old argument about who would win a, the redeem team or the dream team. You know, we can't really figure it out because yeah, you can't yeah. bring all these teams to play against each other. But shoot, please, please believe, man, if you could. I mean, hey, 2020 LaGrange Gators, I mean, we play anybody straight up. You know, and this has always been like that, even when we weren't good. You know, but now, here's what it is. We won all decade and believe, believe the hype, man. It wasn't no prisoner of the moment type stuff. You just got to check the stats, bro. We Like, we, we played... 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, BC, whoever it is, man. I mean, I feel like that that LeBron mean when he got the little cigarette uh, <laughs> and say, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. But it's true, man. Like, we really were a team of the decade. You know, you don't believe it, then hey, go watch some off him. Hey, you see. You know, before you say something, Holmes, <laughs> a huge shout out, you know, coach of the year, you know, and all that. Proud of your D LeBron here, there. <laughs> Gotti, Gotti. <laughs> hey man, uh, I appreciate all that. When you was giving your talk on lineage, I remember I was your Bill Belichick to your uh, Josh McDaniels. You know, with you being my assistant D line, scoop the ball coach this year. <laughs> nah, man, real talk. I always respect. You know, let me tell you some coaches. We respect coaches who grind. It doesn't matter about your win-loss record. If I, I respect your grind. And, um, you know, that's one thing I've seen with you, you, you know, since I've been around you. You know, you around sports all day. You ain't even getting paid for some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? That just showed the hunger and the drive. And wherever you are going to be next year, you're going to be highly successful, if, you know, in life. I'm just saying, wherever you at. Like, I'm talking about if you're coaching at LaGrange, you're coaching at FK White, you know, it it doesn't really matter, dude. Anybody well, well, be Nicky Wolves, bro. You hear me? <laughs> Breaking news. You hear me? Lakeem Bomb. Watch him, Bomb. Nah, but back to the all decade thing, man. Um, you know, it's a sign that you you know you really arrived when you're not compared to teams of your year. Mm. You know, when you watch that Jordan documentary, which was the best bull team, the '93 team or the '96 team? You know, at FK White, that's how we got when we was coaching. What was the best? We always would compare errors. And, you know, just to be in the same conversation with some of them girls' teams that was mentioned is a win in the beginning. 
But we would have beaten all those teams. I mean, let's just be honest. I will. We were the most complete basketball team to probably come through. But now, on a serious tip, man, if we would have made free throws and layups, you would have you really seen us shine. Just imagine if we would have made free throws and layups. Y'all did miss a yeah. lot of layups. <laughs> no. I, mean, I, would, I would love to interject, though, because my argument would be the one team on the list that I feel like y'all would have had a problem with the bar is that Barb team. We played that Barb team when they was uh pretty good and we were just freshmen. They beat us by nine or ten. We beat them by twenty. I, t- I, I didn't say all that. Me. I just think I it would know. be a very good game. Uh, the LaGrange assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one with the afro. Yeah. Says yes. He believes that and I said you that can, you can put a hundred dollars on it. We beat that team by twenty. That'd be the girls' game of the decade, though. That I think would it be. be. I think it would be out of all the five teams. The girls' team of the decade. <laughs> and then at halftime, hey, no. Jalen was on Twitter saying she'll put her team against anybody. I think they finished second or third. Yeah, they were second. Hey, yeah, hey, third. I told her yes, go, and she said she go hit me up in my DMs about it. She <laughs> said she goes, hey, we gonna do what we gotta do. But nah, fun stat because I like these stats. Um, we only trailed. The whole playoffs, one possession. The girl hit a three on us in the semi game. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. the only time we trailed the whole playoffs. I think it was like, what, two minutes? We trailed for two minutes? We tied them. So oh, we, okay, okay, the okay. only time. Our worst two games we played was in the last two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't really our worst two games, it's point it- differential. We averaged, we beat everybody by an average of 15 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, again, you never know. Uh, Go check those stats. Coach Kale's on the board. Oh, I will. I will. I will. We didn't have, you know who we didn't have? We didn't have Deja Tanks. And we think Deja Tanks matched up versus Divine Tanks would have been an epic matchup, baby. Shout out to my team. Shout out, Tanks. We we coached those girls that went to bar at that time. You know, love them to death. But, man, hey, you line me up. Alana Gray. Natalie Carrier, Madison Johnson, Alana Stevens, Deja Tanks, Gerard Warren, Asia Sam, you know, Maya Alexis, Amaya Miles, anybody on that team, man, hey, I take Mackenzie Shaw? Yeah, like, hey, I take them any day. Shout out to Mackenzie Shaw and your mama with those great cookies. Oh, amazing cookies. (laughs) But, you know, I take any of those kids, man, because. That was a fat boy moment, I'm sorry. We, uh,. (laughs) <laughs> like we we seen it every day in practice, man. Like dude, those girls worked hard, so you know it ain't just one of those things where it's a coach talking about they players or not. Mm-hmm. Like those girls really grind, man. So yeah, man, we was the best team of the decade. That's that's it. That's a wrap. So it's up for debate, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a ring at? They got rings. Where? District ring. State. I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach. I know. Nah, let's be honest, man. Like, uh, that's my that's my hey, homies. Again, when we man, talk man, about man. setting the bar, they set the bar for the area for a while. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. And um, we just reset it. But it'd be honest with you. I, I agree. You know, you know, <laughs> we coached Brandy. We coached Divine. Um, we coached mm. Bailey. We coached. Uh, with uh, Shania, uh, just saying, they had a little flair on their team yeah, from us. Team. You know, nah, they, they was good, man. Coach, uh, shout out to Coach Durio and Coach Fife and them. Yeah, they were a great team. All right, guys. So we're gonna start to wrap some stuff up, man. How we normally like to end the show is we ask our guests, man, and y'all can go in either order. <coughs> Top five hip hop artists of all time. 
Man, I got a question for y'all. But, uh, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I know y'all do that a lot of times, so how about this, man? Y'all, I want y'all to answer this for me. I'm, I'm gonna answer too, but we talk about the top five hip hop artists. What is your top five? And I, I'm gonna, I'm you know, elaborate. What's your top five get hype, you know, get you pumped up spiritual songs? You know what I'm saying is. Ooh. I, I couldn't say another word, but like everybody, said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, back that ass up. Is you know you hit, oh, yeah, you know cool. you already know the vibe. You know what I'm saying. So what's your what's y'all top five? You know what I'm saying. Like I can tell you now, like mine. You know that set it off by Boosie. You know what I'm saying. Level Rock. Anytime I hit it, like hey, I don't care where is that. You know what I'm saying. You be parking lot, getting ready for a game ride. Like you just automatically, like, nah, what's up? You know what I'm saying. I'm ready. Okay. So like, what's y'all's, bro? I'll go first, man. <laughs> Northside Vikings, shout out to the Vikings, man. You know, we got Boosie and Webby. You got Webby and that Boosie. You ain't about what you be talking about on before the game. And then you got that, that set it off. And then you got that Webby, you want G shit. And then you got that uh, head busters on, Lil mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. Got about that. And then you got that never ever. Get on my level. Top five. You, you forgot. You forgot. Be a be about. That's the goat. Oh. That's the goat. Yeah, yeah. Be a be. I, I could be. I could be in there too. That's the goat. Let me see. I'll say definitely gotta put. Uh, yeah, get some GZ on there. Thug motivation. The intro. Ooh. Yeah. Um, nope. Nuck if you buck. Oh. Yeah. Man, that's a, uh, somebody get knocked out. Yeah. I don't already know what, what happened in frat parties when that come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an office song? Blue, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, from Houston, so I'm going to say Most City Down by Zero. Oh, okay. yeah. Rope the Van Draw. Shout out to Rope, man. The GOAT, my favorite rapper. Got us. Zero? Yeah, man. Is your favorite rapper? My favorite rapper is Zero. Because I'm from the south, and you know that's so depressing. We relate. That dude depressing And uh, see, hit him up by Wayne up the Carter, Carter two. I mean, and I don't know. Let me think. Money that's on tough. my mind. Another one. I yeah, too, I, w- I used to do that a lot. Money on my mind. I'm trying to think, what else would be another one for five? Oh, hustling by Rick Ross. It's been a while. Yeah. Hustler has uh, been a while. I heard it in a while. That'd be pretty good. Oh. All right. So, first of all, we're on the spot, but you know this is kind of yeah. turnabout. It's fair play, so uh, <laughs> I'm with it. Um, a lot of y'all mentioned uh, Lil John. Man, he got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, just the beat, yeah, yeah, man. So I don't, I don't, I don't even know what song I would just pick from him. So let's just show a little John out there for me, because if anybody know me, bro, back at home, I was the one that had a little John CD that I burnt at my house. Whenever the, all the skill players left out and went, all the linemen, I popped that mug in the CD player in the field house, and it was up. So um, straight like that, yeah. So you got that. Um, set it off, bro. It's uh. I'm, I don't. I, I'm just Louisiana to the death of me, bro. Uh, it's. I don't know. It's serious. It's, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Um, run this town, bro. Hey, hey. I, I'm, 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 I'm with that. Um, it's a basketball run out song. Uh, 
All of the lights. I like that. Mm. Kanye. Um, Till I Collapse. Eminem. Um, you show? Did you research over that? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Nah, I just... <laughs> nah, I, I, that's why I was hoping I got a chance to go last so I could think about it. Um, <laughs> I'm over there thinking hard right now, man. Um, and, and... Oh... <laughs> Oh boy, okay. Kale's be on that coming to America soundtrack. Nah, with me, man, uh, Pastor Troy, that Vice Versa uh, album went hard. Uh, actually, him and the whole No Limit, when they was doing that little beef going back and forth, uh, man, all them songs was crunk. Uh, little Scrappy, all his, everything he had was crunk. I like Set It Off, but you know what Set It Off I like? That Juvenile. Set It Off in this mother. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, that's what I grew up on. And uh, man, sometimes I like to listen to Ty Tibbet. You know, Victory. You know, it's just you know something a little motivating. But hold up, we forgot us football guys before Sean go. We forgot Phil Collins, cause oh yeah, yeah, that's undefeated, yeah. cause that's that's, that's, that's that, more than football, bro. And, like, yeah, Phil that's, Collins, that's, that yeah, yes. that's undefeated, cause and and I yeah. I, I got to throw another one in. Uh, um, Future March Madness. That's uh, oh, that's, uh that's 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 pretty. And you throw on some future like future yeah. had a run dog with Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole dirty sprite, man. Right. I say this, man. I used to think it was so crazy. My dog Moe used to be listening to you know <laughs> headphones before Shout the game. Shout out to Moe, man. And I was like, man, what is he doing? And then last year I, I was the headphone coach. <laughs> And I was like, this is what he was doing? I mean, I was ready yes. to play. Yes. Like, mm. shoot, it, it, it gets you a little too crunk, man. Shout out to my dog. He was getting himself hyped up to coach. That's how you know well, it's hey, real. Bro, hey, <laughs> hey, y'all got to, if you ain't uh, witness intense mobe in your life, that is something to see. Like, I would, <laughs> hey, I won't even ask him a question before a game. Like, <laughs> you know, usually I crack my jokes about, you know, the tightness of his pants and something, but I hope those till afterwards. You know, I was like, hold on. He might bust through them things if I say something wrong. Man, like, just thinking of a song, like, I know, like, it's gonna always be ingrained in my head, man. Mm -hmm. When we won the quarterfinals, man, and like, the whole crowd was on the court, and we had a oh. ladder on the court, oh, yeah. and uh, we had like, Nana and Amaya Miles on the ladder, and uh, you know DJ Savon, he he played that booted up man like that that song gonna forever be ingrained in my head. Like anytime I hear that song, I just think of them on the ladder just swinging towels and. crazy like you know so mm. that that song i know is new but it's gonna be special to me because like, every time i see that I'm like yeah man hey, that's that's 
you know, what, 15 years of not getting through the third round, like, hey, man, we, we, we through. Now it's up. Now, you know, now we made it to the big dance. So, you know, that's I ain't gonna lie, man. You know what crazy memory I had? Speaking of songs, they didn't even didn't talk. It wasn't even with us. When uh, Swamp King and them uh, won the district last year, shout out to mm. boy Jason Wilson. When they won district last year, and I came through swerving. Oh, and you see it, bro, yeah. he bought every bit of 6'8. And he like had somebody on his shoulders and like the scene, again, our culture is something different at LaGrange. You know what I'm saying? Like the scene he made, I was like, man, I got to feel that next year. And <laughs> you know, say Bomb played that up. It ain't my fault for you when you got on the ladder. I'm just saying. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. When we got on the ladder, I mean, top five memories in life. I think that it moved down a couple of births of my kids. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it is what Damn. it is. You know, messing around. <laughs> nah, man, I ain't gonna lie. The memories we created last year. It, it's so many things like that. Like, man, um, that game, that after winning state, that would probably be number two, cutting the nets. You know, even more than, you know, winning the semi game. Right. So if I had to rank it, it would be, you know, state, of course, because it's state. Louisiana High School Athletic Association, class 4A state champions, the LaCrosse. And honestly, cutting the nets to me might have been bigger than state just because we was able to take in the moment that with moment. our fans right, so right, much. Right. You know, we was rushed to, I was rushed to like interviews and stuff after state. Mm -hmm. You know, after state was cool. Winning in New Orleans had us pumped. I mean, because, man, that's goals we set. We talked about winning that tournament. And we won that tournament. And it's crazy, the team from Illinois, he was talking about, watched us play Madison prep the game before that. And it was like, oh, that team? That's the team we got to worry about? They even suspended a player. And <laughs> it didn't matter. We still you know, Like, I mean, shout out to Illinois. Shout out to Illinois. Whoever you are. Nah, man, but man, it was, a, it was an interesting year, man. You know, and I feel bad that this, uh, this uh, virus kind of mm -hmm. cut our celebration, but oh no, nah, we not done. We don't, we not done, and uh, you know we gonna keep celebrating all year. We we can celebrate until what the first game next year. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they open up outside, because we gonna have like purple rain shooting shirts on. Oh no, our, our trash talk will be big time now. <laughs> Facts, but nah, like to answer like your question about the top, my top five artists. Uh, I'm gonna have to roll with Kendrick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We doing all the time, right? Yeah. 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 Just for you. Kendrick, Jay, yeah. Biggie. Yeah. This is my opinion. He's an intellectual. He's great, but just like I feel, I don't feel everything that you know. what I'm saying he put out. So to me, you know, what I'm saying it be them three, and then after that, man. Ooh. It's tough. It's tough. I'm gonna have to roll with uh probably Wayne, mm -hmm. old Wayne. You know old what I'm saying? Before he got mm -hmm. on, you know, when Wayne was on his New York shit. No, was, when he got off the drugs. <laughs> Wayne was good when he was Wayne, on the drugs. Wayne early shit was great, and then you know when he was with his New York shit, when he was with Jewels and them, he was oh, great. Yeah. And then when he got with that skateboard shit. That's when he kind of like, ah, but you know what I'm that saying? His first half of his career was, you know what I'm saying, dope. So that's four. And then I think my last one, I'm going to have to roll with uh, probably 
app. So I know a lot of people don't know, but he got some. He got okay, some fire, okay. So all right. I'm with it. If you have never met Koshan, <laughs> <laughs> his hair looks like the Afro pick. So of course he picked all those kind of rappers. Hey, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, and I don't care what none of y'all think about my top five because it's my top five. One, y'all know I'm a Wayne head. Y'all know what it is. I don't. I'm not specifying which Wayne I put on anyway. Two. I like Drake. I don't care what y'all say. Yeah, hey, like man, Drake, hey, man. hey, hey, man. Drake a dog. I don't care what y'all say. I like Drake. He, I think he won the Pusha T beef. I don't care what nobody say. I care that man got a baby. I mean, y'all got babies. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, my third rapper, and it's not in no order. I'm a big time Jay fan. I like Jay. You know, whenever I want to feel like I need to do some work at my house, I put on Jay. He, he, he was like, man, you're right, Jay. You're rich and I'm not. Let me go do something. I say ho. Yeah, you did. I'm not talking about you. I'm about to say what? My fourth rapper is old Kanye. Ooh. Before the gospel I'm Ooh. sorry I can't get down with the gospel Yes oh, The first three albums With Kanye's were classic I just wanna let y'all know Those first three albums uh, That's with New Slave on it? No no, 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 no. That's, that's a That's a Easy I like the first three First four The first three was classic Hey this is mine guys Congratulations is dope Oh you right Uh Number five Is yours You right Oh number five for me Uh Sissing over Y'all gonna sound crazy. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, I like, uh, he ain't my five. You can put all these people in the same five group. I like Gates. I like Young Boy. I ain't gonna lie, I do. Uh, Gates, Young Boy, Cole, all them can be in my five range. Okay. You know who my most overrated rapper is? Overrated. Nas. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. Ooh, I said it. Well, I said it. I said it. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Hey, just because you don't understand the stuff that he writes doesn't mean that he's tight. Remember what Jay said. That, hey, is it Uchiwane Wane or is it one mic? I'm telling you. That boy has one hot, that one hot album. Big threat to a lot of you haters. And it, I don't care what y'all say. And I, hey, that one album, I ain't gonna lie. That one album with one mic was his best album to me. I don't care about still, I don't care. See, you the nigga that listen to the damn. Is it Uchi Wani Wani? You listen to the beat. I think I can. Young boy, new asshole. Hey, let me tell you somebody y'all sleeping on lyrically. Ludicrous. Oh, no, I'm Ludicrous. Y'all slept on Ludicrous. Ludicrous got And Four Eyes. Four Eyes. Uh, y'all ever heard Four Eyes? Four Eyes never came with no, like, he I didn't like have that. album, so you I don't can't. care. That track with Four Eyes was he cool. He was just on the freestyle. It was good. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But nah, Luda? Nah, nah. Hey, coldest girl rapper is Nicki Minaj. No. Yes. Yes. Nicki killing stuff, man. I agree. Oh, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. I love Lauren Hill. No, 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 don't you do that. No, no, you can't pull Lauren. Yeah, we all love Lauren. No, Lauren Hill is just like Jamie. Jamie Foxx and Lauren Hill are the most talented two individuals in life. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx is the most talented guy ever. I'm going to roll with Kim. I'm going to roll with Kim. Kim? Oh, I just think Nicki Minaj. I ain't going to lie, that last Kim album before she went plastic plastic was pretty good. The one when she rapped like Eminem on one of them tracks. It was nice. I give you that. Hey, man. All right, bro, man.
Once again, bro, we appreciate y'all on the sh- having y'all on the show, man. Like, shout hey, out to y'all. Everything y'all accomplishing. Yes, sir. Cutting you off. Hmm. Two questions. First question is, what does Cesar, what the bon ton roule? What, the, what does that mean? Cesar bon means it's good. It's, it's good. good? So you talking about New Orleans food. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, 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 he trapped you. He got you. Yeah, he got you. Louisiana food is better than New Orleans food. Thank you. Hey, America, it depends on what you hold like, hold man. Hold up, hold up, hold up, it's a different kind let of. Let me twist. tell y'all something, America. This is what happens. Y'all come to New Orleans because it's the tourist spot of Louisiana, and y'all eat the seafood, and y'all just think that's Louisiana. Y'all eat the po' boys. Y'all just think that's they trying to put his accent on now. Hey, <laughs> come down to the bayou. Hey, I got a question. Come down to that Trey Trey 7 where hey, it really goes down. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Food. Got a question for y'all. We don't eat the potty meat of hey. Boy Sandy. Hey, I got a question. Where you from, Arnoldsville? Where you from? All right, all right, all right, all right. So look, look. I got, hey, hey, check my. Check I'm gonna let Kels answer this question, Kels. I'm gonna let you answer this question for Big C because he's not gonna keep it real. Right? You ready? Mm-hmm. Big C and Lafayette, they've heard of New Orleans, right? Everybody in Lafayette has heard of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I want to bet 50% of New Orleans have never heard of Lafayette. That's not fair. Hey, hey, when I was growing up in New Orleans, I never knew Lafayette existed. Hmm. Now, I'll tell you what, y'all sauce and y'all rice, except for yours, is really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, three plates and 12 bottle waters later. 12 bottle waters later. I'm fine. Hey, chicken salt. Man, cut. Why are you in this thing? Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Grinnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, bro. Hey, New Orleans, I love y'all, bro. But it's because of him. It's because of Lakeem Holmes. I take all, I take all my anger out on y'all food. Crumbly, you know, bro. y'all ball seafood well. Y'all we do y'all pole boys well. We do. And y'all even do pasta well. Mm. Well, you want to know how to cook a gravy. Y'all you know, go to New Orleans. That's, you come down to the bayou. You come down right. to that Trey Trey Seven. Y'all got that skill saying. that only parents who related before marriage can use can put in that pot. That's that. That's that. That's that. Your parents are kissing cousins. Uh, <laughs> hey, related, related. You heard me? That you know that take one letter out your last name, but still got the last name, people. Uh, like my uh, dog, the great Dave Chappelle said, "I plead the fifth." <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, man, we gonna end the show, man. We want y'all to uh, give y'all spill on some positivity, man. Just put some positivity out there. For the world, man. I want to encourage more people to be involved in sports. You know, um, as a coach, the worst part of our job sometimes is, you know, cutting people or not allowing people to get as much playing time as they feel they believe. But if you work hard, you can, you know, don't let nobody deny you. If you feel like this is for you, do your thing. Be honest with yourself. So I encourage you to. Take it more serious. If you want to be successful in sport, no matter what sport it is, dedicate the time to it. Um, My second thing is, you know, I see there's a lot of social injustices going on currently in the world. And um, 
we got to stay educated. You know, I'm not saying, you know, anything. We, the, you know, they fear education. They fear knowledge. So the more knowledgeable we are about ourselves or in society, the more literate we are, the better. You know, you can't be oppressed or held down or anything like that if you don't allow yourself to be mentally. So I encourage kids to, you know, continue to learn more. It doesn't have to be college. It doesn't have to be high school. It could be a trade. You know, if you want to make make more money, you know, affect more decisions by more money you make, vote. You know, hold your people accountable who's in office if you feel like things are not being done right. Um, yeah, man, just to harp off of that, uh, you know, I just feel like, and I've seen this on, somebody posted this and it made a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, I don't have any kids myself, but uh, as a black man, you know, uh, black parents, you know, teach your kids about black history. Don't depend on, you know, the school system to teach kids black history, you know? One thing about our culture is, you know, our kids don't really know about it. You know, they don't know that they kings and queens and where they come from. So this time during quarantine, man, edu- educate your kids about black history, bro. Like, let them know where they come from, man, because if you know where you come from, you know where you're going, you know? And I mean, it's all about having the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of things, man, you know? Supreme mathematics, you know what I'm talking about? But uh, yeah, man, like one quote I like to live by, you know, is, is honor and legacy, man, you know? Honor those that come before you and leave a legacy for those that come after you. And, you know, I try to live by that. So that's something I feel is important, man. Honor those people that came before you. And the way you do that is, man, you live your best life and you try to grind and do what you need to do to aspire, inspire others, you know. So do that. Leave a legacy for somebody behind you and hopefully they can pick up the torch and do something better with it. You know, that's all I got. All right, man. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all having y'all on the show. Episode 6, Before the Rings. Coach Lakeem Holmes and Coach Sean Anders. State 40, Louisiana State Champions. Until next time, guys, we out. Ambitious, I tell my young homies. We got enough drug dealers and tough tonics. We need more hope dealers, motivators. That dope boy lifestyle just overrated. We need more scholars, college graduates. 4.0 grade point average.